I feel like viziers are normally from the Middle Eastern area of the world, which I don't think has as many Latin roots. And I feel like advise is from a Latin root, but I also could be wrong about this. Yeah. No one knows. Even the internet doesn't know. Even the internet doesn't know. So if you know, you don't exist. I don't exist. You've been fooling your... Wait, you know? I've never existed. This whole time, I've just been playing Emily and Nora. Oh, no. Actually, that checks out. That makes more sense. (laughs) Jeez. sun in the Lopetian desert lies the proud city of Mansamalut. The hard-working denizens of this mercantile capital live honest lives, but when the sun goes down, there is another face to this metropolis. The zookeeper is the head of a vast criminal network that controls trade just out of view of the law. This is the story of three aspiring members of that thieves' guild. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast about a band of bards out on tour. But today, we're playing Burglar Mystery Tour, an actual play podcast about a band of thieves robbing fools. My name is Brayton, and I'll be your DM. And I'm Ed, and I'll be playing Drell Griefstroke, a human warlock with jet black hair. He wears black leather armor, and he wears a black cloak. His favorite color is... Actually, you know what? I'll leave some of the imagination up to the listener. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing Jaxo Gix. He is a kobold. He's about three feet tall. He's got orange scales. His belly's like a yellow color. And he wears sunglasses, but they're like steampunky. And they don't actually fix the fact that he can't see very well in the daytime. He's pretty energetic and cute, even if Brayton doesn't think kobolds are cute. Hey y'all, this is Nora. I'm playing Hap Shepsim, a blonde, blue-eyed, charming fellow from far away. Hap's been part of the Thieves Guild for a while now and prefers any heist where he gets to shine in the leading role. He's a mark of finding human rogue and also a bit of a dick. He's not really nice to anyone unless he thinks he can get something out of it. Last time on Burglar Mystery Tour, the gang found the final key to open a vault in the Finn Mansion. But instead of finding a map in the vault, they were teleported to some larger complex. It seems they will have to search this complex for the map. We join them as they confront a pair of guards in this strange new place. This is Burglar Mystery Tour. Okay, everybody roll initiative. 26. 12. 16. Emily, you are tough. Are we just making noise though? Because there's a dog and if we fight these dudes, we're just making noises. So these guys are all still surprised. They have no idea you're here. Up first is Jaxo Gix. How far away are they? 25 feet from you. From the door. More than halfway across the room. Yeah. This room is mostly empty. I want to point out, just as a side note, that my character just considers this a square room. Like, if you said, like, what's the shape of that room? He would say square. 
even though you said it was 40 by 35, those are close enough that I'm just like, call it a square room. Okay, I'm going to attack one of them. I like run up and hit him with my sword. Are you sneaking up or you just run up to him? I want to sneak up and get him. All right, roll a stealth check. A 27. Okay, great work. Now attack him. Okay, I'm going to hit him with my short sword. Do you have sneak attack, Emily? I don't think so. She doesn't, but I thought that you got some damage bonus whenever they're surprised. Okay, it's called Dread Ambusher. You add your wisdom modifier to initiative rolls. I didn't even do that, so um, 28 Jeez. was my initiative. You're already the first, so. At the start of your first turn of each combat, your walking speed increases by 10 feet, which lasts until the end of that turn. If you take the attack action, you can make one additional weapon attack that deals an extra 1d8. Yep, that means you get three attacks. I'm going to go at him. I give him as a good stickity stab with my sword, hopefully. 18 to hit. Yes, that hits him. Okay, this is how many damage points it hit. Five. Okay, was that the total? That was my first. Then I re- then I hit him again, right? Yes, you attack three times because you're a badass ranger. 20, does it hit? That hits him. Okay, this time it was nine damage. Okay. And the third swingy swing. 13, does that hit? No, 13 misses. Okay, that's the end of my turn. What happened to him? All right, so this guy's just like... Yeah, maybe we'll go. Ah! And you come up sneaky, sneaky, you stab him twice in the gut. You'll never go on a double date again. Yeah, he's very surprised. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? No. Next, that dude you stabbed stands up and he goes, Ah, crap, the intruders! And he grabs his war pick from leaning on the table beside him. Oh, I should have said, this room has no light in it for the listeners. That means that no one can see me. He can't even see me. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's true. So he has no idea what this little guy did to him or who it was because he can't see me because I'm invisible to dark vision because I'm a kobold. Nope, it's not. Nope, that's not correct. I'm not correct? It's because you are a gloom stalker, isn't it? Yeah, it's under umbral sight. While in darkness, you are invisible to any creature that relies on dark vision to see you in that darkness. So we can't even see him? Correct. Whoa. Can I ask a really dumb question? Mm-hmm. So Devil's Sight doesn't say I gain dark, dark vision. It says you can see normally in darkness, both magical and non-magical, to a distance of 120 feet. Does that mean that I'm not relying on dark vision to see oh, man. Jaxo and I can just see Jaxo and it's super weird because he's like, I can't even see my dark vision. I'm like, yeah, but I could just see you. So like, I don't have dark vision. I could just see normally in the dark. We're besties. I'm going to look this up on the sage advice because that seems like a really good question. And I just want to be consistent with the rest of the 5th edition community. Because the other thing is, like, does 5th edition still have the thing where dark vision doesn't have totally normal, like, you see, like, uh, monochrome? Yeah, it's a a monochrome color. Yes, 5th edition has that. Like, I should be able to see color fine. Yeah, according to to Jeremy Crawford, yeah, it's as if it's bright light for you. So you can see color just fine. Therefore, you can see Jaxo just fine. In fact, you're not even certain if this room is lit or not because, you know, it just looks normal to you and you don't care. If it was 125 feet across, though, I'd be able to tell. Yeah, (laughs) sure. All right, so this guard turns around and he looks for you, but he can't see you. 
and he knows he's been stabbed, so he's confused, and he turns invisible. Like invisible? Whoa. Yes, like the spell invisibility. I want to roll an arcana check to see if I recognize that spell. Did he Wait, did he cast something? N- no. I don't know. It's a racial ability. So I just assume Jaxo stabbed him out of existence. Yeah, you can roll an arcana check to decide what you assume. Nine. Yeah, you are pretty sure Jaxo stabbed this dude out of existence. Wow! Which is pretty wild. Is that called a blink dagger? That's a Dota 2 joke. All right, up next is Drell Griefstroke. It's your turn. What do you want to do? So do I feel like it's been so loud that if there's someone in another room, they heard this already? Um, yeah, that guy yelled out whenever he got stabbed, so. Then I will call out to the darkness within and summon my great powers of the warlock and cast Eldritch Blast. Is that loud? Yeah, it's like an explosion. All right, go ahead. Who are you casting it at? Well, I can only see one person, right? Well, I can only see. No, you can see Hap, and you can see Jaxo, and you can see a dude and a, a dog. Okay, thanks for uh, cutting me off. Because I was going to say, I can only see one person I consider an enemy. Oh, okay. And that dog, though. But I don't know if I consider this dog an enemy. Maybe the dog's just chill. Like, maybe I blow up its owner. It's just like, it's cool. Yeah. Does the dog look like it's going to attack us? Did it jump up to, to fight? Dog is real into that bone still. Do I feel like the guy, like, took an action to turn invisible? Or do I think he just reactively died? I think he just got stabbed into non-existence. Um, I think that because you rolled so poorly, we're going to say that you just don't know. It was barely under the 50th percentile of untrained. 50th percentile is pretty low. Okay. I will fire. I always think of Eldritch Blast as being like a magic missile, but purple. But I think that's kind of weird. But anyway, I fire two of them because that's how cool I am as a warlock. Oh, I hit armor class 10. All right, it doesn't hit. Oh, if I critical fail on a Eldritch Blast, do I lose my whole turn? Because I did that. Yeah, I think so, right? Because it's an attack spell, right? Like, it takes the place of rolling an attack. Right. Yeah. Can I tell? I was going to roll a 27. Well, tough noogies. You go to shoot your... How do you cast that spell? And the darkness within fails me? I've been betrayed by my patron? Maybe you're not as uh, edgy as you think you are, you know? I do a quiet meditation on myself and I say, have I betrayed you, darkness within? Why have you failed me in my time of need? Does it usually talk to you or is it like a... No. Okay. It still doesn't talk to you. I mean, I had to make a pact with it at some point. So maybe it talked to me, but maybe it talks to me like through mysterious ways. All right. Up next, Hap Shepsum. What do you want to do? The other dude is still visible, right? Yes. I would like to sneak up behind him and use a sneak attack. All right. I realize I shouldn't have made Emily roll uh, stealth for Jaxo earlier. Because it's dark? No, it's we're in combat. So like you've already snuck up to the combat and now you're just jumping on him. And so okay. he's still surprised because he ha- it hasn't been his turn yet. In fifth edition, if you're surprised, then you spend a turn becoming unsurprised in initiative order. Is it like being flat-footed? Yeah, it's real similar to being flat-footed in previous editions. But instead of having an extra round of combat, you just start combat, and they just don't do anything when they're surprised. So I'm going to attack with my short sword. Okay. Got a natural 20. Holy molasses. All right, you hit him. Yes. Do critical damage. And because I, ha- I did a sneak attack, I get an extra 3d6 damage. 17 damage. Jeepers, creepers. All right, this dude is clearly damaged. 
Does he disappear too? I don't know yet. I have a bonus action that I could do called Eye for Detail, where I can make a perception check to spot a hidden creature or object. Can I use that to try and find the other dude? Yeah, go ahead. Um, 24. You don't see him. Okay, that's the end of my turn. All right. Up next is the dude that Nora just stabbed. He stands up, grabs his war pick from on the table, and he says, Y'all pay for that, you cretin. And then he... Well, you didn't understand it. Only I did. Yeah, he stands up and he says... And he swings his war pick at you. Is that what you think Undercommon sounds like? What do you think it sounds like? That sounds like uh, Sim language from The Sims. That's cool because... Uh, like, I think the Sims put a lot of work into making their language try to sound like a language. So what I feel like what you said is, like, I did a good job of making it sound like an actual language and not garble like Brayton made. Which is what I think, like, if we were, like, goblins or something like that, I'm totally interested in a world where, like, the goblin tongue sounds like garble. But, like, undercommon should sound more like it's just a language, in my mind. All right, he stands up and he says, Eric Doc Blonham. And then he swings his war pick at you, but as he's standing up at the same time, he catches the edge of the table with the pick. The whole table shifts forward about three inches with one of those loud table sliding noises. And the pick slips out of his hand. And then he says, Flark! I laugh at him. And then the dog finally wakes up and it barks and jumps at... Okay. Hang on, when a creature within five feet of me makes an attack against a target other than me, I can use my reaction to make a melee weapon attack against the attacking creature. Does that happen to work in this case? I feel like it would be a good time to use it, except there's a table between them. And I feel like you were standing behind one guy on one side of the table and the other guy's across the table. Okay, sorry. Continue about the dog. But is the table less than five feet? No. It's exactly five feet across. That's a really wide How table. Convenient. Like all good card tables. Card? No. They're all like Card tables feet. are way smaller than that, yeah. All right, the dog drops a bone. It jumps up and it bites at you, Hap. Wait, can Jaxo attack the dog then? <laughs> oh, yeah. If you want to use your reaction now, Jaxo, you can do that on the dog. Do I have to wait until it attacks Nora's character, Hap? I think you do it after, right? Doesn't it say it's if It's a someone... reaction after, yeah. Hap, does armor class 12 hit you? Uh, no, that does not hit me. This is some bull crap. Weak dog. All right, Jaxo, would you like to attack this poor pup? Yeah, I'm going to use my sentinel attack, and as a reaction, I'm going to attack it with my sword. Uh, okay. This is not good, maybe. I got a natural 20. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is the time that my character kills a dog, I think. Yeah, that hits. It does critical damage. 10 damage. Okay. Is he dead, Jim? No. Okay, good. Is he unconscious, Jim? No. Jaxo, now it's your turn. Okay. I don't see the invisible one at all, you say? No, you can't see him. Okay. I'm going to move away from the dog like I'm not... Like away, but I I want to see if I can get to that other guy, the other person. So you can like climb over the table if you want. Okay. Or yeah. you can go around the dog. Either one. It's How up tall to you. is this table? I think tables. Even when you're short, tables are always the same height, right? No. Have you ever been to an elementary school? Yeah. Those tables are short. That you like hit your shins on them. Let's say these tables are closer to twenty six inches tall. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm going to go around the table and try and attack this guy with my sword. Can I do no it? No problem. That's super easy for you. All right. I'm going to hit him with my sword. Wait, don't I get a second attack on that dog? Or no, only one. No, it no. That's when you turn. take the attack action. Okay. Here's my attack on dude number two. Go for it. 17 to hit. That does hit him, but just barely. Okay. Nine damage. Attack number two. You're about to attack him again, but he seems as though he's pretty dead as he's slumping to the ground. Okay, then I'm going to go attack the dog. Go for it. I don't know. Leave no trace. I hit the dog with my short sword. I'll decide if you hit the dog. I hit him with a 21. Yeah, you hit him pretty good. All right, I'm going to roll my damage now. I got him for eight damage. This poor dog is not as alive as he used to be. He lets out a little whimper. Oh, poor guy. All right, and then I say, show yourself, coward. Yar! To the third person. Okay, anything else on your turn? That's it. All right, it's now the invisible guy's turn. You hear footsteps as he starts running towards the big door in the wall that's different than all the other doors. Can I, um, since I believe that he doesn't exist, roll like a perception check to see if I just don't even notice that he, that I hear footsteps? I think that's funny, but I'm just going to say no. You can clearly hear them. Damn it. And if you want to role play like you're crazy and don't hear them, then that's fine. I rolled a five. It's up to you. I'm going to let you decide that for your character. And it is your turn, Drell. Well, that fight's over, guys. And run over and cast Spare the Dying on the other dude that we murdered. Is he dead dead or dying? No, he's dying. What's that do? He's just stabilized. Excellent. Does he is he conscious or no? No, no. Okay. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can do because that was a move and an action. So I think I'm done. All right, Hap, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Can I pinpoint where the guard is enough by his footsteps that I could shoot him or intercept him? You think you know where he is. You can shoot at him with disadvantage. He's like right at the door. Mm, I'm going to try and shoot him with my short bow. All right. 20. Did you roll with disadvantage? 17. That hits him. Seven damage. You hear a fleshy squishing sound as your arrow penetrates into something. Can we see the arrow now sticking out of the invisible dude? Or when it hits him, does it turn invisible? I'll tell you because it depends on his concentration check. It becomes invisible. Dang. I was hoping that would be like a good sign for us to be like, oh, there, well, there's the arrow bobbing in the air. We can attack that. Is it dripping invisible blood? You can't tell. But is it, though? Just for so the people... Yeah, that- on a metaphysical discussion, it's going to drip because she just hit him with... Or he just hit him with it. But the blood is invisible until it breaks contact with the arrow shaft and drips down. And when that happens, it will become visible blood. Nice. So we can follow the blood trail. Would you like to do anything else? Then I want to move up to him and try to get between him and the door. You can't get between him and the door because he's at the door. But um, you can get right next to him. Okay. That's the end of my turn. Up next is Jaxo Gix, the Slayer. Okay. I'm going to run over and try and stab where I think the guy is. All right. Do I see any blood on the ground? No, not yet. So I'm still at disadvantage, is that what you said? Yeah. And I want to be clear. Even if you saw blood on the ground, you'd still be at disadvantage. Okay. 17. Does it hit? Yes. Okay, I hit him with my short sword. I deal him eight damage. Okay, Jaxo 
thrusts his short sword into the empty space in front of the door to be met with a slight amount of resistance. And then around Jax's wicked short sword appears a dead dwarf. An unconscious one? Okay, technically unconscious, but dying dwarf. All right, I take my sword out of him and I wipe the blood off on his clothes. Okay. Smart. Less laundry for you. Are we still in combat? No, combat is over. I say, holy crap, there was a third one. And I run over and I cast Spare the Dying on that one. Did you cast Spare the Dying on the dog? Not yet. Dogs are not as important as dwarves. Okay. Dogs before dwarves, the old saying. But that means that dogs are more important than dwarves. Oh, dwarves before dogs. All right, you cast Spare the Dying on it. It stays alive and is unconscious. All right, then I'll go cast it on the dog, I guess. The dog's barely holding on when you get to it. I put the bone that it was chewing on right in front of it, so when it comes to, it has a bone to chew on. I go around and tie everybody up, just in case they come to. That's smart. I'm going to say, Jack, so I can't believe you vaporized that one, dude. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think... I think he's the second guy I killed. I think he's the guy over here by the door. I don't, I don't think I vaporize anybody. Yeah, what are y'all talking about there, Drell? Have you ever heard of invisibility spells? I think maybe he had one. Yeah, but I know about magic, and that didn't look like an invisibility spell to me. Okay, well, since you know everything, should we listen to each of these doors, or should we read these plaques? What do you think, guys? I want to go read them plaques. I want to start from the one we came through and work my way around. All right, yeah. take a look. What see. language is it written in? It's written in Undercommon. Yes. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll say, what do they say, guys? I don't know. I can't read them. Uh, they're too high up for me, guys. I can't I can't read it. Sorry. Can you read it? Indecipherable tongue? I'll look at them. All right, Ed. They say, what about the one we came out of first? That one says, home. Do you want to know what the other ones say? Uh, yep. The first one to your right says... Is that on the same wall? Like, can you describe which wall they're on, too, so we have, like, a good picture of what this room looks like? Okay, so orienting the room with the special door in the middle of the north face, then you came in the south wall. There are two doors. You came in the one that's on the left as you come into the room, so the west door of the two in the south face. Okay. And that one says home. And then just go from home, go counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. Go clockwise. No, clockwise. We were already doing the other one on the south wall, so that would be counterclockwise. I'm going counterclockwise. I'm looking down from the top, not up from the bottom. All right. Then the door in the south wall beside the home door says site alpha. And then the southern door in the eastern wall is called says site beta. The northern door in the eastern wall says site gamma. This seems um, like I know where it's going, but keep going. The easternmost door in the northern wall says Site Epsilon. Is that right? What? Delta. Okay. It says Site Delta. How do you write a lowercase delta? It's like a thorn without the cross. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the, the center door in the northern wall says Farm slash Office. That's the weird looking door. Yeah. The western door in the northern wall says Site Epsilon. And then the northern door in the western wall says Site Zeta. Next one's Eta. Yeah, but the last door says... Home. No. This is the southern door in the western wall. It says Factory 1. Factory 1. Yeah. I shouldn't have told you that because now you're going to go to that door. Hey, y'all. What do you think? Which, which room should we go 
too. I was kind of thinking the office might have a map. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. All right, let's go that way. We'll go sneak in. I want to tell you my assumption. Do all these doors have little ringy bells on them? Yes. I think that all of these doors just go to little rooms with teleportation circles in them. All right. Is that a problem? No. Wait, didn't... What does the one say in the one that we came out of? That one says home. So why do you think they all have teleportations? Because these six of them all say sites. That one says factory. And I don't think that there's a factory in the mansion. But that one right there says farm. So I think that maybe... If there's one that's not a teleportation circle, it's that one. Okay. I think we should go on through and see what we find. I want to listen to the door first. All right, roll a perception check. 16. All right, you don't hear crap. Sick. But what do we hear? So much silence that you start to worry about your own sanity, and you can hear the little sounds of water moving around in your head. I was going to say we heard our own breathing. Hey there, Bardic and Burglar Mystery Tour fans. Nora here coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hope you've been enjoying our foray into thievery and not hating my accents too much. In other news, if you're one of our patrons on Patreon, Ed just finished uploading a new behind-the-screen about Dreskbit. That one time we went to the Mountain of Fame and left our horse behind for a really long time. That content is only available for patrons, along with our monthly postcard mailings for each arc. So if you're not a patron, think about becoming one. Check it out at patreon.com. You can also follow us on social media or check out our music on Bandcamp. And now, I'm going to send you back to the action. See you next time. I'm going to subtly put in our conversation um, hints about how I can see color in the darkness and how I can still see uh, Jaxo. Like what? Did they have like silverware or something? No, they had um, they had coffee mugs. They had coffee. What what color? They were the weren't drinking mugs? coffee. They were drinking some sort of gross tea. Wait, were they like identical mugs, or was like one green and one red? One says Underworld's best husband, and one says I'd rather be fishing with a ph. Nope, it says it with an f, which is weird to you because you're bad at spelling. <laughs> What's uh? But are they so they're different colors? Yeah. Yep. One's like blue with red words. One's like, and one's white and the has black letters. And then the word husband is red and has little lines shooting off it. Like it's emphasized. Guys, which red do you think is a better red? The one with husband or the one on those words on this blue mug? I'm going to blatantly ignore him. Okay. Yeah. I like look over my shoulder and then I say, hap. Yeah, little guy. Looks like this one has one of those jingle jangles on it. You want to see if you can fix it? Y'all think I can disengage it from this side? I'll give it a try. Are they all inside? Yeah, they're inside. It's much easier to do from this side. Oh, okay. Okay, roll a thieves tools. I got a 12. You take it. You totally dismantle it. Yeah, what if I just grab one and rip it off? Drell, if you want to grab one and rip it off, as you grab it to rip it off, you realize that it has like a spring-loaded action where you can just flip it up so that it's not engaged. All right, I go flip them all up. No one will ever know whenever anyone comes through any of these doors anymore. Yeah. Got it. Well, they could just flip it back, but except for the one that you took apart. The two we the took two. apart. The two. Yep. You're right. You're absolutely right. All right. Y'all ready to go in this here office? Yeah. Let's go. All right. I open the office door. All right. You open the door and there's a large room. It's about 50 feet long by 30 feet wide. And you're in the middle of, the sh- of one of the short sides. Inside the room, there's a bunch of low walls 
but they're still, I don't know, they're like six feet tall, but the room's like eight feet tall. They don't have doors on them. On They're like, they're cubicles. There's a bunch of cubicles. Uh, let's say there are four cubicles with a hallway running straight up the center of the room, two on each side and one in each corner. I'd like to investigate the cubicles. All right. There's a desk in each one. Are you guys sneaking? Yeah. Roll stealth checks. No, not checks. Just a stealth check for the group. Well, I got a 15 on my die. So 19 plus 10, 29. You think you're being quiet. Uh, Roll investigation checks. I got a nine. I got a nine. I got an 11. I will investigate. Okay. Which cubicle are you each inspecting? First one on the right. Um, first one on the left. The far corner on the left. All right. They're all offices. Like they have desks. There's a bunch of paperwork. It's really boring. The one that Ed's looking at has a bunch of plant based, like botanical information. The one that Hap went to has a lot of ledgers and a lot of accounts tracking. Uh, there's a lot of math. I don't know. How do you feel about people doing a lot of accounting work, Hap? I want to leave a note that says accountants suck on a post-it note and then put it on their computer screen. <laughs> there's no computer screen, but there's just like a center of the desk. There's like a desk yeah, space. Yeah, I put it there. Wow. Okay. And it's like S-U-K suck. Wow. Okay. Jaxo is in a place. This one has a slightly nicer desk than the other two, and it has a mishmash of all kinds of different kinds of paperwork. This seems like a boss's office. There's a mug that says... World's number one-ist boss. There's a big shark fin mounted to the wall, like a stuffed shark fin, which is gross. It's just like a plushie? No. Taxidermied. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's on a plaque that says, best in the biz. And that's what you guys find. All right, what's in the last room? I go to the last office. Roll an investigation check. I'll come help. 12. You find a desk. It has a lot of pamphlets on it, a lot of drafts for marketing things. This is generally a lot of marketing papers, but there's also like magazines, like fun time, like boatings, like sport boating for wealthy people magazine. Okay. And in the corner, there's a small door that's just the right size for a nice kobold that's hanging open into the wall, but it's clearly a secret door. That someone left open. I guess I tell my friends. I, I like go back and get my friends. Well, I was helping you investigate, so I'm there with oh, you. Oh, yeah. Did we see like a safe or anything anywhere? No. Okay. And is there anything beyond the cubicles in this room? A question I ask myself every day. No, that's just the end of the room. Why would someone leave the secret door open? Well, you're not even in here with us because I got to go get you. It's Flanders. He beat us to the punch. He's trying to snake our cut. Who's Flanders? The singer Graham. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny child that we hired to bring a plant <laughs> to the house. Yeah. Okay. I don't deny that it's quite suspicious that this door was just left open, but if you're all right with it, little buddy, I think you should go give it a look-see. See what you can find on the other side. Okay. Uh. Okay. I go. I go in. All right. Through this door. It is dark. It was not dark in the office. It was glowing. There were just permanent lights on wall sconces. And through this door, it is dark. And you step into a room that is small, and it has a big door in the opposite wall from the one you came in. There are no more doors. 
And on the door, there's a dial with five symbols on it. And there's a little arrow at the top pointing down into the dial, uh, like a selector. Like, this is it. Like, this is the one you pick. Oh, the dial has the symbols on it. Yeah. What do the symbols look like? Okay, there is a triangle, a hexagon, a square, a circle, and a star. How many points does this star have? It depends how what kind of person you are. It has five points, but then it also has five interior points. It's a standard five-pointed star. Pointed star. I think if you were to call it a ten-pointed star, it would be confusing to a podcast listener. But I think that if you wanted to get down to the nitty-gritty, you could argue that there are ten points. Not every angle has to be a point, you know. Yeah, yeah. I guess if the so- if so, if you think of it as a solid object. Like, your armpit wouldn't be a point. You know what I mean? Exactly. If it is, you have a problem. And you are probably screaming in pain. You know that old American idiom? Your armpit ain't a point. Can't say I've heard that one before. Yeah, it's American. So this weird big door is closed? It's closed. And there's another thing in the room that I didn't tell you about yet. Oh, keep going. Above the door, there is a set of symbols painted on the wall. There's a star, then there's a square, and then there's a hexagon. But not a circle and not a triangle. Right. Just to clarify for the listeners, is this a hexagon that has a horizontal top and bottom or a vertical left and right? Or like it's at some just random freaking angle good question ed it is a regular hexagon and the left and right sides are vertical my whole chart's wrong now that's not not how i drew mine not at all sorry you guys drew it wrong no i drew it right you described it perfectly the first time by calling it a hexagon does the triangle have one point on the top and two on the bottom is the is there a bottom face is horizontal yeah and the triangle is also equilateral is this square on like a horizontal vertical? It's not like on like a five the squ- degree. No, the square. So compared to the floor, two of the faces of the square are parallel and two of the faces are perpendicular. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. The sides, the sides, not the faces. I don't think there's only anything has you one can say face. about a circle. It's a circle. No, circles have infinite faces. I was They're talking. Sides. No. no, 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 no. Circles have no, no. one face. It's the shape of a circle and infinite sides. I don't think circles have faces. Ed, when you have a coin, what do you think they print the head or the tail on? It's a face. A That's circle why they call is not it a, head. a disc. That's why I'm only saying there's one because it's a circle, not a, not a disc. Right. The square also has one face and four sides and four no, corners. Those shapes don't have faces. Yeah, they do. You just put two they eyes, don't. a nose, and a mouth. Oh, yeah. All right. You all care way more about geometry than I do. I love geometry by leaps and bounds. I want you to know that not only do I care about geometry, but I also care about semantics. All right, Jaxo, what are you doing? Are there circles in the room anywhere other than on that dial? No. The doorknobs. So one, the doorknob on the back of the secret door you came through is circular. It's a knob. But on the door, the big door... Oh, you said it's not a dial? It's not on the dial. Like, the, it's weird to me. Well, the dial itself is circular. But it's weird to me that there's a dial that has a triangle, a hexagon, a square, a circle, and a star. And then above the door, there's a star, a square, and a hexagon. 
Emily, if I told you there was a keypad that had the numbers one through nine on it, and then I told you there was a four-digit pin that was like not didn't have nine digits in it, would you accept that? Okay, I go to the dial and I turn uh-huh. it to a star to the right. I turn it to the right till the star is on the, the arrow downy thing. Okay. Then I turn it to the left until it hits the square. Okay. And then I turn it to the right until it hits the hexagon. Okay. If the passcode to this thing is literally written on the wall right above it, I'm going to be so mad. But only because it reflects real life and it makes me angry. So every time you turn it and stop it, it feels as though it's clicked in. Like it's like a, a, an input that you put in. But the door does not open. It seems locked still. Okay. It's because you have to start with the left. I spin it to the right a lot of times to erase everything. What's everybody else doing? Can we fit through this cobalt-sized door? You have to crawl in. I'm going to continue to rifle through paperwork, even though I already made my investigation check. Okay. I'm going to investigate the rest of the non-cubicle room. All right. You guys continue to rifle through paperwork. All right, Emily, go ahead. All right. Jaxo spins the dial to the right for a long time to clear it of its code. Okay. This time he goes to the right hexagon, then to the left, past the hexagon to the square. Then to the right, to the star. Okay, nothing happens. I spin it a lot of times. And then I walk back to the door, the little door. Mm-hmm. And I whisper, hey, there's like a weird door. And there's like these shapes. And maybe I need some help. Do we hear him? Yeah, yep. You can all hear that, I guess. All right, what do you need help with? Come in here. That door's like tiny. Okay, we'll crawl. I crawl through the little tiny door. Fine. All right, you guys all go into the room. Maybe we need to close this door before that works. Hap, you see exactly the same thing. Okay. But Drell, since you're not using dark vision, apparently, to you, you see an Indian red triangle on the dial, a burly wood hexagon, a light steel blue square, a light khaki circle, and a dark sea green star. What was the square? Light steel blue. All right, I look at the wall. All right, on the wall, you see someone has drawn a red star, a burly wood square, and a light khaki hexagon. Guys, I think we need to go triangle, hexagon, circle. But why? Just a gut feeling I got. Like right, left, right? Or? I don't know. Are they buttons? Can you press them instead of turning the dial? No. I I turn the dial to the triangle. Okay. And then I turn it to the left Pass the triangle to the hexagon. Okay. And I turn it to the right to the circle. It clicks in and the door latch opens with a satisfying click. I want you to know that that knowledge was granted to me from the darkness within. Nice, nice. All right. I look through the door. Is it dark in there? Yes. Because your secrets are all told to my endless mind through the power and the might. Okay, don't cut yourself on that edge, bro. Um, I'm going to sneak through the door. I roll my eyes. Well, I don't know how I did it, but I don't think that's how. All right, you enter the next room that is also dark, but you can all see because it's also a small room. Okay, so there's a door that's human-sized directly across the room, and then there's a little tiny itty-bitty door that's like six inches tall on the floor beside that door. Oh, if you go in the regular door, you come out tiny. In the floor on the room, there are five podiums, each with a vial sitting on top of them. Do you want me to tell you about them? I guess. I don't know if they're different colors. 
Yes. Well, you can't tell because you're using your dark vision. But Drell can see clearly that the first one, it's a clear liquid with a little tiny bit of red in it that keeps pulsing to make the whole thing red. And it like pulses red and then shrinks down to a little bead. Yeah, but does it change opacity? Because they could probably tell the difference in opacity. You know what? It does. It does. The red part is like bloodish, like more opaque. And the clear part is clear. Sick. You can see it pulsating, but you don't know what color it is. The second potion is another clear potion, but this bottle, Drell can tell, is a light blue. But everybody can tell the bottles apart because each bottle has a unique shape. This next one is clear and colorless, and it has a swing top cap. Is that like on a Grosch? Yeah, just like on a Grosch bottle. The next one is a pale green liquid with a silvery suspension in it. Can you see the silveriness? Yes. When you say a suspension. Like things are suspended in it. Like it doesn't look like there's like flakes floating around in it. It, No, it's a colloid. Um, Does that help you? You know that stuff that looks like those gel pens? That's like. Yeah. That's those crayons that were like silver swirl. But like. Like it looks like a lava lamp. Well, not not like a. So I'm afraid. I think that what you're saying, Emily, makes sense. But I think that it could be misconstrued. So it has little tiny silvery pieces that are in suspension, but they don't ever fall out of suspension because they're so small that Brownian motion keeps them suspended. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Do you think um, brownies do anything with Brownian motion? No. It's named after a dude named Brown. What's the fifth potion, okay? The fifth potion is a red potion swirling with blue and silver sediment. So it just looks like a red potion. If you were to touch it, it would stir up with this blue and silver sediment. A sediment. It's like settled at the bottom. Yeah. Are there any, is there like an instruction booklet or like a plaque with a puzzle on it? No. Anywhere in the room? This is it. I'm going to say, guys, I think this is the map. I think you're wrong. Tell me more, I say. Well, what if we take these five vials? We go back and we tell them some map. Okay. (laughs) I don't think we're going to get paid for that. How's it a map? We can't take the doors. Hey, Jaxo. Uh, yeah. Why don't you just go try and drink all those potions? It seems like a bad idea. I got a strong policy against drinking weird things in dungeons. Oh, I, I bet that effervescent one's real delicious. You do it. Oh, I can't. I never drink after 6 p.m. Is only one of them corked? Yeah, they all have ground glass stoppers except for the one with a swing top cap. Do the doors seem locked? When you go to test it, the big door seems locked, but the small door seems like it just opens freely. Is the small door like six inches tall? Yes, but it's on the floor. It's on the ground. I look through it. Uh, you look inside the door and there's a little tiny ladder. There's like a little chamber and there's just like a little tiny ladder that a little tiny mouse could climb up. Inside, like inside the door. That's all there is. Yeah, like a little tiny door. That leads to uh, a chute that goes vertically, and there's a ladder to climb up the chute in it. There's uh, there's nothing written on the walls. There are no plaques on like the pedestals. I want to smell the potions. Dangerous. Got to waft it. All right, let's do this. I want you guys to make arcana checks to tell what these potions are. And since you're taking your time with them, you can do them all with advantage. Like five each of like on each one. No, no, no. Um, let's do this. Pick a potion. Like, tell me which one you want to do it with, and then I'll tell you what you think about it. Twelve. I'll do the red pulsating one. 
I'll do the second one. The light blue one. I got 18. I'll do the effervescent clear one. All right, Drell, you think that this potion does something to change your size. Guys, this does something to change your size. Jaxo, you did the... Yeah, the second one. The light blue clear potion? I don't know. I can't tell because it's dark in here. Okay, fair point. And what'd you roll? I rolled a 10. You are not sure what this potion does at all. Hey, Drell, I don't know what this one does. Smells salty. It smells like pretzels. Um, okay. Hap, you did the fizzy swing top potion? Yep, I got an 18. All right, you are pretty sure that this is a fizzy lifting potion. You've seen one before. If you drink it, you're going to end up floating up to the top of the room and being stuck there. And there are spikes on the ceiling. No, it's a big fan. And if you touch it, they have to clean it. I saw this movie. Yeah, except for there's no fan in this room. But you'll have to burp a lot. It's in that little room. Yo, don't get us DRMC'd. Oh, sorry. Is that better? If I go Yeah, that was nice. Nice. All right. Do you guys want to check out the last two potions? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do the fourth one. All right. Roll an Arcana check. I got a 13. Jaxo, you think that this potion is going to have some sort of effect on your vitality, your vigor? I got a 14 for the last potion. All right. You think that this potion is going to have some sort of effect on your mind? These sound bad, guys. Can I double check the second one since Jaxo wasn't sure? Sure. Yeah, I got a nine. You don't understand why Jaxo said pretzels. It just smells salty, not yeasty. I don't know what this one is either. It just smells like the sea. Maybe it's mustard. Maybe. I like mustard. Mustard doesn't generally smell salty. It usually smells mustardy. I think that based on our conclusions so far, somebody needs to drink this first one. I'm assuming we told each other what we found out. Yeah, that works for me. Nose goes. I didn't do it. All right, it's you. No one did it because it's a podcast, so you have to say it. All right, Jackson. I put my finger on my nose. All right, Jackson, take my 50-foot rope, unless you have your own 50-foot rope. Then. Of course I do. I'm an adventurer and an ex-pirate. What kind of person do you think I am? Short. A thief? No. I'm a ranger of the darkness, and I'm tough. No, not, not thief-like class. Thief-like what you do, bro. We're all Profession. thieves. I'm tough. I'm professionally tough. All right, all right. Calm down, little guy. You ready to drink this potion? Try out that little mouth flatter. You just always make me do all the things. Why do you always just make me do all the things? You made me step on the thing. Because you said you're professionally thing? tough. <sighs> you're right. Okay, I was just I'm about so to make tough. the argument that I'm professionally tough because I'm the ape and you're from like accounting or whatever. The, the, the beach. Menage, from the, the beach. Zoo. The beach. The beach. No, Where the, the sea is. No, the. I'm not from the zoo just because I'm a kobold. That's mean. No, you're part of the freaking zoo part of the freaking menagerie. menagerie. It would make more sense if I could remember anything about our organization. Give me that stupid vial. Y'all weren't paying attention at orientation now, were you? Wait, listen. No. You're going to need to tie your rope around the tiny ladder and then drink the floaty potion, get the golden key, and climb the rope back down to get back out the door. Why do you think there's a key? I don't know. Is there a keyhole in that big door? No. It's a magnet that you hold next to the lock and it moves something inside it. 
Do you want me to take all these potions with me in there? No. These ones are just trap ones. This one makes you go insane. This one gives you a heart attack. And this one literally does nothing. We already know that. Which one? The salty one? The pretzels? Yeah. Maybe it turns you into a pretzel. You don't want to have a heart attack. You don't want to be a pretzel. And you don't want to go insane. So don't even don't worry about the three trap potions. Just think about floaty potion to get the key and the red potion to get in the door. I do have a question, though. Why is there a room with five pedestals and five bottles? I don't understand. It's a test. These people love the number five. There were five shapes on the dial. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I don't think you need that fizzy lifting potion. I think you just need to get small and you climb that ladder up. Take it with you just in case. Okay. I put the fizzy lifting bottle mm-hmm. in the doorway. Wait, put inside it in the pocket. Doorway. What? Why? It'll be Which tiny doorway? then when I shrink. Yeah, but when you're tiny and it's full size, how are you going to drink a potion that's bigger than you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 That makes more sense. All right. I put it in my pocket. Make sure it's tight. I guess we could dump it on the ground and you could lap some up off the ground. Oh, yeah. I could do that. Do you want to do it that way? No. It's too late. You already put it in your pocket. You can take things out of your pocket, Nora. It's too late. All right. My armor has pockets. I put it in my pocket. Okay. And then what do you do? I take a deep breath. (sighs) Don't forget your rope. What do I do with the rope again? I have to wait you till I get in there. tie it on the ladder before you drink the fizzy lifting before? potion. Before? Right now? Yeah, just in case there's spikes on the ceiling. I can't reach in there. Yeah. So don't drink the fizzy lifting potion yet. Okay. Drink the red potion. The pulsating Okay, which one's potion. the red potion? This one is pulsating. I take it and I, I drink it. All right. You drink that potion and you shrink down into a little tiny guy who's, I guess you're only, uh, well, you're two inches and 12 twelfths of an inch tall. Naturally. You're going to affect my voice so that I sound really high, right? Sure. Okay, guys, what do I do now? Go in there? Go investigate. See what's on the other side of that door. I run in the door. All right. There's just a ladder that goes up. Well, you're still over by the pedestal, so it takes you like 45 minutes. You're like, <laughs> it doesn't take 45 minutes, but it does take you longer than you would think. Uh, I look up. What's at the top of the Roll ladder? Roll a D4 for me real quick. Two. Okay. You go in the room with the ladder. You're going to turn huge in that tiny room and die. And then you look up this ladder and there's just a big shaft that goes up. And at the top, you can see there's some sort of landing that you can step off onto. Okay. I start climbing the ladder. If you had to guess, you'd say it's about three feet tall. Okay. I get back down the ladder and I tie my rope to the bottom of the ladder. You don't need to do that if you're using a fizzy lifting. If you can get to the landing, then like, how are you going to, if you tie yourself to the bottom of the ladder, when you climb up to the top of the ladder, then you're just going to not. You told me to do that, so I did it. I do it. I climb up the ladder. Okay, you tied yourself to the ladder? I tied the rope to the ladder. But not to yourself? I held on to it with my hand. Oh, okay. So you're holding a rope, so it's harder to climb the ladder. So make an athletics check. I think I would have known that. Do you think it's that hard to climb a ladder with a rope? 24. You got no problem. You hold that rope tightly and you just climb. No issue. Okay, I climb. You get to the top. There's a little landing. On the landing, you can see there's like a huge, well, to you, it's a humongous lever, but it's probably very small in reality. Okay. I try to pull on it. All right. It goes up and down and you grab it and you lift with all your body weight. And then the lever goes, cha-chung. Only in reality, it's like, click. Wait, you lift with all your body weight? You lift your body weight onto the lever and the weight of your body pulls the lever down and then it activates it. 
It was like one of those um, tire iron, like you're trying to loosen the lug nuts. It doesn't matter. We'll just move on. You've opened it. Okay. What opened? I heard a sound. Correct. Can I listen? Drell and Hap, you both hear a, a click in the in door. In the door? The big door? Or like by the door. Yeah. All right. I try, I try the to big push door. it. Yeah. It opens now. It is unlocked. I say quietly so as to not deafen my comrade. Hey, the door opened. Get back out here before you turn into a giant monster and explode. Okay. I throw my rope down and I climb down. Okay. Do I need to do an athletics check? No. I untie my rope. All right, excellent. You come out to the room. Your friends are there standing by the door right next to you. All right, I'm winding up my tiny rope and I'm still little. Yep. I pick up the kobold and put him on my shoulder. How? Can you even see me? Yeah, you're inches tall. No, but her Doomstalker ability makes it so that Hap can't see her with dark vision. And this room is dark after all. I'm like, hey, somebody take me with them. I'm too small. I tell Jack, so good job. And I pick him up. Yeah. How long did it take to become tiny? Like one round. So if I throw Jack so in like my like breast pocket, will we know in time that I can like, oh, put him on the ground? Or will he like explode and like hurt my back? Uh, you think you'll know. You feel like it'll, it'll take like a round and Jaxo will have the ability to jump out of the pocket or you can grab him. It's what you're guessing. All right. I'll pick up Jaxo. Woohoo! You're coming with me, buddy. All right. Thanks. All right. What do you do next? Let's go, Hap. Go through the door. All right. Are you sneaking or are you just going? Oh, yeah, we're let's sneaking. sneak through the door. All right. Someone roll that stealth check. This is my turn because Jaxo's riding. Ten. Oh, 20. Oh, damn it. I always forget about that spell. <laughs> it's really made all these checks <laughs> not worth doing. We so sneaky. Yeah, plus 10's a huge bonus. All right, you walk into the next room. What lies beyond this door? Why are there so many tiny doors? Is Jaxo going to be tiny forever? Find out next time on Burglar Mystery Tour. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.